I don't think they're with us. Oh, there they are. are. Hello. No precision today. Uh, That is correct. Well, uh, that's fine. Uh, We're going to do Mike. uh, We're going to do Schoonover live. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to quiz Joe and Matthew on something here today. Boy, if I don't beat him, I'm going to be really upset. Whatever it is. (laughs) Whatever it is. But well, it has to I do could. with cars and trucks and, places. and tires. I'm and if I don't beat him, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't like the odds, Joe. Oh, I, th- no. I think he might actually. That can't be. <laughs> well, we're just gonna have to wait. Well, tell me now, happens. so I sound good. <laughs> Give me a hand. Tell me now, so I can win. Not gonna give it away. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Please there don't any, do that. Any GLers in New York State right now? I, I need no. you to send send me an email. There's a GLer in the council in New York State. I doubt it. Oh, maybe you some, you want you want those sled rail do, ship? Do you doing a road trip to <laughs> New York State? You just have them shipped here by UPS. I ship my pants. It's not. It's not a complicated problem. Yeah, I, I'm just. It's the price that. Uh, oh, it's costing. Oh, a road trip would be a lot cheaper though, wouldn't it? Twenty hours one way. Well, you're crazy. Ship them here. <laughs> Probably cost twenty bucks. What sled is it? That's the one I'm restoring. Well, I figured that. Well, I could tell you anything. You wouldn't know what it is. Yeah, I would. I I speak snowmobile. (laughs) Speak snowmobile. Can you imagine if Mr. Unbelievable ever, if that what's left of the family ever gets their act together and starts selling stuff, you could get that mercury. Well, you've really. Yeah, how do we know? To be honest, a, Joe, I, a lawnmower. I'm really disappointed in you, Joe. You've really, you've actually really let me down here. I thought we were better friends. Obviously, How's we're that? not just, we're just work acquaintances. <laughs> well, there's a snowmobile over there that should be sitting in my um, livery. Yes, the, the more modern have, one or the Mercury? You, you have not raised one single finger, done anything on behalf of your friend, Kenny. I, I think that uh, if you understood all of the You know what? I just realized it just came to me. He's the one I sold that Polaris to. Probably. Like a 74 TX. I yeah. think it was a 400 yeah. twin. Is it white? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's still... why 
I have this distinct memory of backing into his driveway with a trailer. Yep. That's why. Well, I don't want that thing back. That thing was a uh, player's guy would love it, though. He has a fairly modern one, a green uh, something. I don't know. What about the Cushman? Still has that. Well, he's got everything. I just. Uh, When's the sale? That's not a, a, a situation that I'm. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's because you're. Uh, <coughs> we're on the council. I can't call you that. You're. Uh, <coughs> you're a glutton for punishment. No, you're. You're not a man. Well, be, well, uh, okay. Uh, I'll be glad <laughs> to uh, talk to you about it off the air. I don't need to know anything more than what I know. Uh, what I need to know is when is this deal going to get done? It's that's not going to get only... done for you because I'm not going to do it. Well, that, you know, that's, <laughs> there's your answer. That's where we're at. Yeah. And I will keep that in mind when you turn to me. Yeah. You've never help. done a damn thing for me. I've asked many, many times. You can't even make the golf show because something came <laughs> up. No, we were going to keep that off the council. Oh, no. He can't make the golf show council because something came up. The personal uh, matter. He, he drive 20 hours no. to, to New York to pick up a snowmobile ski, but he can't drive two hours down here to go to the golf show because something came up. No, words have meaning. Something's going to come up. Right, right. Actually, <laughs> It hasn't come up yet. Actually, I, I will be in the Twin Cities tomorrow, ironically. Oh. Well, then get your ass over to the convention <laughs> center, that you time, slackered. That time is not good for me. That's oh. not a good time for me. God, I wish I worked with serious people. <laughs> I can be serious sometimes. Well, I'm not talking about you. Uh, speaking of serious stuff, what did I send you? I sent, I sent you something via email that I thought was Yeah, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet about a woman in uh, works for a cancer research center in Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, right. I have up, it uh, on my... Uh, I have it on my my nighttime reading tonight. Yep, that's right up our alley. Yeah. <laughs> Fratelloni's oh, Hardware yeah. and Garden Stores. Council, we had a little. Uh, we had a problem yesterday, Council. Joe's in trouble. Yeah. He's trying to blame the rest of us and drag us down with him, but it's his fault. It was. It came as a surprise uh, to our betters in the building, B-E-T-T-E-R-S, that we didn't have a show yesterday. Uh, I thought everyone knew that, and uh, I'll take full responsibility for that. I will take zero responsibility. I know. Yeah, me okay. too. I know. I'm just too serious right now. I can't do it. That reminds me of the time when we were living in the Twin Cities, and uh, the roommate calls me and says, "Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I'm uh, at the farm. Where are you? <laughs> That's pretty good. It must be nice to be that wealthy to have a townhouse and then a farm. Yeah, a beautiful well, those farm and a big barn, and the big barn is a shop with all kinds of tools in it. Do you have a welder? I have a couple, huh? Three. Why? 
Why do you want to know? Why? <laughs> I, have, I have three. You tell me. I, I, I have three welders. Why? I don't you know. tell me. Do you have a MIG welder? <laughs> yes. The best thing Can I own. Can you do some welding for me? Yeah. yeah uh, no. Sorry. No, okay. That's uh, that's not. Look at how you came we're to not, him and he just turns you. We're down. not close enough uh, for me to do anything like. The best tool I have is the plasma cutter. That thing is fun. That would be fun. I thought you were going to yeah. say something else. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. All right, let's roll. Hang tight. Let's go. Three, two, one. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,241, Feb 8, 2024. 50 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1991 and 2002. That could get eclipsed today. And it was 29 below on this day in 1899. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. You know, if I was a politician, and I am, of course, I'm a mayor of Garage Logic. If I was a politician, I would never hold a public event or press situation where I preordained the questions. I would never do that. Mm. I would enjoy the byplay. I would enjoy uh, spontaneity. I would enjoy the the realness of it. Well, it turns out walls... uh, uh, honest to God. Uh, uh, Mike yeah. writes, I got a buddy who works at CHS, and he informed me Walls will be visiting today. That was Tuesday. For an open, an open Q&A. Below is what he received, and he made sure to highlight the buddy got this because he works at CHS. And he made sure to highlight one important caveat to the so-called Q&A session. Uh while I'm sure this is typical to avoid any bad press, I found it fitting that the questions would be selected in advance. Lord knows that any surprise questions could turn this thing into a bit debate, which we know the governor has little to no experience with. My friend is no fan of Walls and also mentioned that he was told to attend but never received the Q&A submission form. No surprise there either, as I'm sure the softball questions were already determined if he has any useful feedback from the visit i'll let you know and what the employees of chs received i have it uh, below a very smiling governor walls we we have the note from chs to its people we are pleased to welcome minnesota governor tim walls to igh tuesday an open q a session will be held from 10 a.m to 10 30 a.m boy that's a long time huh yeah in the auditorium all employees are invited to attend this event in person or virtually on MS Teams. Due to time limitations, all questions will be submitted prior to the session. See you. Boo hiss is yeah. what I would say. Boo hiss. Yeah. Well, you certainly remember Farm Fest a few years ago, right? Yeah, I do. And he, <laughs> he really couldn't handle it, could he? He tucked his tail yeah. and he ran out of there. Oh, my Lord. And if the questions were predetermined, I, I think it logically follows that they were then carefully selected to be asked of him. Right. They took the cream of the crop. Yeah. yeah. The ease, the easiest question. 
what do you think of Tuesdays? Oh, I like Tuesday. Can't feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got news that the Minnesota Department of Health uh, has a new hire. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Health is pleased to welcome Devana Rucker as the director of the new Office of African American Health. Her first day on the job was yesterday. Is African-American health different than other health, I wonder? Is there a director of Hispanic health and Hmong health and uh, Pacific Outer Island health? Please join me in extending a warm welcome to Devana as she undertakes this crucial role within the Office of African-American Health, said MDH Assistant Commissioner Dr. Halkino Tura. I am confident that her expertise and passion will significantly contribute to our ongoing efforts to promote health equity. I, okay. The Office of African-American Health was established just this past legislative session. The office is dedicated to addressing the root causes of health inequities that disproportionately impact Minnesota's African-American communities. All right. Uh, with nearly a decade of decade, uh, with nearly a decade of dedicated experience in the equity space, oh, Jesus, Rucker brings a wealth of expertise in leadership, program development, partnership management, and program analytics and evaluation. Known for advancing equity frameworks across organizations, boy, they can grind out the BS, can't they? Yeah, they can. Uh, Rucker excels in community partnerships, complex problem solving, empowerment leadership, program development, and evaluation and collective impact. Uh, most recently, Rucker served at YWCA, where she worked in Minneapolis, where she worked. She worked tirelessly. <laughs> Can I just give it a big? It's it's the empowerment. To eliminate racism and empower women over the last four years, her focus has been on promoting the mental and social-emotional well-being of juvenile justice-involved youth. Well, that's a good thing. Rucker is recognized as a visionary and a builder. Okay. She holds a bachelor's degree in family and consumer science, a master's degree in psychology and leadership, and currently pursuing a doctorate in human services. Uh, outside of work, Rucker, I wonder if we're going to get skin care here. Outside of work, Rucker is a devoted family person. She and her partner share two beautiful children and a puppy. In her free time, Rucker enjoys playing card and board games with her family, participating in physical and competitive activities, and indulging in all forms of art, including movies, music, theater, and dance. Well, great. Hmm. Welcome aboard, lady. Hope you do a great job. I owe you an apology, Joe. Uh -huh. I automatically assumed, well, I assumed that you were wrong and I was going to tear into you because I think there are some things that black people worry about. Uh, dia diabetes, as they like to say. Diabetes, uh, like Wilford Brimley. High, uh, high blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes, lung cancer, et cetera, et cetera. But then I read the press release and see that uh, those things aren't covered at all and she probably doesn't know anything about actual health and beating hearts and breathing well i was anticipating that maybe they hired a doctor right well that, that's exactly <laughs> it yeah but, yeah yeah uh, apparently not 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just immediately seems, assumed, well, Joe's wrong about this, and we're going to find out the truth. And many yeah. of the Turns health out. problems that plague the black community uh, can plague anyone who smokes or eats poorly or doesn't exercise or whatever. Hi, I don't think this I'm, is a mystery. Hi, I'm Kenny. I know. I, <laughs> I tried not even to look at you while I, while I did that. Uh, we have uh, the case. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily unrelated to the likes of people getting hired. And again, good luck to, good luck to the woman. Uh, the mayor of Dalton, Illinois, is receiving quite a bit of press. In fact, all over the globe. Uh, once you're in the Daily Mail, you're everywhere. Uh, I got it from a different source. I'm getting this from uh, Fox 32 Chicago. Okay. Uh, the uh, Dalton, Illinois, is a village immediately south of Chicago, virtually on the city limit. So it's uh, all, you know it's a suburb basically. Uh, a population of 21,000 people, and the mayor is a woman named Tiffany Henyard. And she's under fire for the way she spends money. But she's come up with a strategy to discourage people from running against her. Because she said, you're just mad that a black woman has power. Well, she's proposing, uh, she's proposing a 90% cut in her position's salary but only if she's not filling it. <laughs> not that's, her, that's the scheme. Wait, that's the scam this woman has come up with to address her critics. Okay. You think she's making 225 grand a year as the oh, mayor of a, uh, of nothing. And her solution to this is, okay, I propose a 90% cut in my salary so long as it's not me. So you go ahead and run, Mr. Smith, but you're going to make 12 bucks. Yeah. I get reelected. I'm making my 225. Uh, it's just the latest controversy surrounding Henyard, who serves as both Thornton Township Supervisor and the mayor of Dalton. Thornton Township trustee Chris Gonzalez was just sitting down at the start of the township's board meeting two weeks ago when he was handed a seven-page proposed ordinance requiring an immediate vote. Gonzalez said he had no time to read the proposed ordinance. Well, because seven pages might have taxed him. Huh. That, that might have taken too long. And then we get to the meeting pretty quick, he said, so I didn't have time to read it. And leading that meeting was Supervisor Henyard, who was appointed at the position last year after the death of longtime Supervisor Frank Zuccarelli. Henyard is charismatic, often bringing a DJ to board meetings to help her make a point. God help us. But she's also controversial, spending tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars to promote herself on billboards and purchasing first-class tickets for out-of-town trips. She also uses public employees and vehicles to promote her personal charity and taking Dalton police officers off the street to create a personal security detail that's resulted in thousands of hours of overtime. Wow. But back to the ordinance, which passed without Gonzalez's support. They're like, I can't believe it. How can someone do that, said Gonzalez. 
What the ordinance does is ensure that Henyard continues to receive her $224,000 a year salary as township supervisor. But if a non-incumbent becomes supervisor, in other words, if someone challenges Hen- Henyard and beats her, the salary for that position drops to $25,000 a year. Hmm. Trustee Gonzalez said it's a it's a political poison pill to scare off competition. Really? You came to that conclusion, huh? <laughs> it discourages people from running is the first thing that comes to mind, he said. Well, it was the first thing that came to my mind, too. But perhaps the bigger question is, is this legal? No, it's illegal. It violates so many tenets of law, said municipal attorney Bert Odelson, who represents Henyard's political opposition in Dalton. Odelson said under the concept of equal protection of the law, the salaries of elected officials have to be identity blind, which means they don't change based on the person holding the job. This may be the worst attempt to try to dissuade people from running that I've ever seen, and that's been a long time, said Odelson. Henyard isn't facing re-election at the township until next year, but already potential competitors are circling despite the drastically lower salary, including Illinois State Senator Napoleon Harris. But if Henyard is reelected, she'll continue making the 224, even if she seems to believe the job is worth a fraction of that. And then, as I say, uh, I've also read that she, her response to people uh, is, you're just angry at me because I'm a black woman with power. No, I, I would be yeah. angry with you, lady, if I lived in Dalton, because you sound just as corrupt as hell. You know who she said that to? Hmm. Black people. Really? They've been trying to get rid of her since 2021. They really? actually voted to rec- recall her, and she somehow got the court to shut it down on legalities. So they had actually voted her out, hmm. but the vote could not be certified. You know what she is? She's a cur, a dreadful cur. Cur. Lady, uh, take a hike. Go away. You're... You you are all black. The besieged Democratic mayor scolds black critics for attacking a black woman. Yeah. Oh, God forbid they attack somebody who's corrupt. Who cares what color you are? My but that, see, that's missing now. That's gone in the country. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. Well, we went from, you know, the age when a black woman wouldn't, could not have been the mayor of Dalton. Right. And then we skipped a whole bunch of the middle ground. <laughs> and now we're at the point where the black mayor of Dalton has the uh, has the audacity to challenge even her black constituents as being too critical of her because she's black. So I don't know where what we're how, how you fix that. I, I have no idea. She's very pompous and haughty. Uh, I've seen videos of her. She's just an amazing caricature who who doesn't leave the house in the morning without quite a bit of work to her hair and her mug and the whole deal you know so. but in some cases it's just fine um like for instance our gal latricia oh man may i bring her up she's uh she's pretty awesome compared to the rest of them anyway <laughs> latricia vita is a uh, city councilwoman in Minneapolis, uh, 
And I feel very comfortable saying the only one with a head on her shoulders. And she's calling these homeless camps out for what they are. There's nothing. Have you seen the signs, by the way, that the uh, so-called residents of these camps put up on the fence around yes. there? You know, colonizers caused homelessness. Mm -hmm. No, they didn't. Well, all you... All it would have to be done is take take the author of that sign out onto the sidewalk and just point in every direction and say, but all these peoples are living in homes. How, how could that be if colonizers have forbidden that? Well, colonizers caused everything, globally speaking, since the beginning of time. It's that's their how newest, it works. It's the mystery's newest buzzword. But but that's how that's how it works. Right. I mean, right. that's and they were white colonizers. Well, that makes it twice as bad. They were patriarchal. Yeah. And uh, even laws were their affectations to just keep power. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and run that red light. Who gives a damn? So we now learn that uh, the city council in Minneapolis, and I'm sure every country, the closest you get to the tallest buildings is going through this. Because I, I said country, every city... Every city you get closest to the country's tallest buildings that happens to be led by Mysterians is really suffering. San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, St. Paul, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, the where, where the Mysterians are in control, these cities are that once were just a hell of a place are no longer a hell of a place. And in Minneapolis now, the Mysterian City Council uh, is introducing separate ordinances that would essentially codify and regulate homeless encampments. Two of the three council members said part of their plan includes issuing conditional use permits for the camp encampments. And along comes Latricia Vitaw that says she doesn't support what she's calling the legisl the legalization of encampments and prefers a treatment-based solution because what she discovers when she goes into the camps is that it's purely uh, people with addiction issues. It's a bad addiction issue, she said. When I went into the camp myself, all I saw was addiction. People were sick and ill because mm. of addiction. And we give these camps their native names and actually pretend they're meaningful. It's all BS. These are some very ill people mm -hmm. that, that need tremendous help. And legalizing the encampments doesn't get to the bottom of that, as Latricia points out. I think, who did she talk to? I think she had a hell of a talk with Jay Coles. Yes, you're yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Lilligren, a leader with Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors, told Vita in an email, your comments are aligned with Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors' leadership and the majority of the Native community. The encampments are not healthy. They're not healing. We believe there is a better way. Vita also shared a message she received from a nurse at a local hospital who treated people from the camp Nenusaki encampment. And that's an embarrassment. I don't know what Nenusaki means. Obviously, it has some Native American heritage reference, but but it gives it the panache of being something uh, almost charming. 
There's nothing charming about this. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want that. My if it was you know my heritage, I don't think I'd want it dragged down to that level. And because it's Vita, who I've met and I know, I believe she's telling the truth when she says, "I want to share with you a message I received from a nurse." at a local hospital who wrote uh, Vita and said, it's basically a drug zone. And what people don't know is it's filled with child traffickers. I just took care of a 12 year old that was being trafficked with three different STDs and tested positive for meth, fentanyl, heroin, the works. She was 12. Oh my Lord. Wow. A housing specialist who assisted people in the camp to find permanent housing also wrote in an email in part, you, meaning Vita, are absolutely correct. This is not a place of healing. It is a place of death and entrapment. Everything you witnessed on the day you went into the encampment is something I live with on a daily or on a weekday basis. In fact, I'm the one who found the dead baby in the duffel bag. Oh, man. On January 30, Minneapolis Community Safety Commissioner Todd Barnett, he's the new fellow on that job, said there was a reported death of a newborn at the encampment and one overdose death, along with a fatal shooting and a stomach virus outbreak. A spokesperson for the encampment issued the following statement. Although we are voices from Camp Nenukasi, these ordinances are about the entire unsheltered population. Not everyone is going to agree, and we expect and welcome different perspectives. The Native community is not a monolith, but what we are firm in understanding is that despite our differences, we all need to come together on this issue. It's about our greater community. This impacts all of us. What the city has been doing for five years is not working. We're thankful for courageous council members who are taking a lead, addressing a complex issue with creative solutions that work towards repair and not compounding harm and generational trauma. It's time to prioritize healing camp Nenakusi spokesperson. That could mean anything. I don't know what the uh, spokesperson from the camp intends us to understand by that. Are they approving of these newly proposed ordinances which would legalize the camp? Are they siding with Latricia Vita, who says these camps are ridiculous, they must be ended, these people need help? I don't know what that spokesperson is, wants me to believe with this uh, written statement. Because I'm going with, with Latricia Vita. This is a horrendous, unhealthy, deadly entrapment that has nothing to do with camping. Well, what do you think the motives are then of, to le legitimize these camps? Because that's the that would be the natural reaction of Mysterians who don't have it in them to speak as candidly as Latricia Vita does. The response of the Mysterian is, these are oppressed people, we've oppressed them, and we must grant them special legislation to legalize these encampments. Do you think it ends there? There's no darker motive behind any of this? No, I think where it ends is more and more people dying. And then the city will, I don't know what the city will do. What do you make, and I don't think I've ever talked to you about this, what do you make of the term uh, unsheltered versus homeless? Did, did you well, it's grant just, any... it's just It's just a more charitable euphemism. It's, it's, it's attempting to 
to uh, make uh, mainstream the fact that somebody's homeless. They're not homeless. They're unsheltered. It, it's BS. They're homeless. And they're not homeless because they got fired from a job. They're homeless because they're addicted. But then there are the legitimate, <clears throat> what I would call unsheltered these days or homeless, you know, last year, whenever this term came in, who are just that, Joe. They lost a job, rent went up, something happened, and now they're sleeping in their minivan next to a park somewhere. And but, yeah, yeah, but, but crucially, they're not in that camp. And they're not in that camp, and they're not addicted to drugs, and they're doing everything they can to get back into a home. Exactly. And, and I'd be I willing to call them unsheltered. And I think people like that are, are where our resources should go first. Yeah, I do, um, too. To, to get those people uh, put back on track again, help them out. Yep. I'm making a note to myself. I'm making uh, a note to yourself, too. It's a dreadful, uh, dreadful situation. You think oh, look it, at the time. I know. Okay. Holy mackerel. Look yeah. Well, you're long-winded today. Didn't know you were going to be this good, sir. I don't think I'm long-winded. It's so uh, tiny. Yeah, you're, you're a little windy. Do you think they have this problem in Sioux Falls? No. I mean, there are a lot of businesses thinking about going to Sioux Falls. Maybe there are even more after uh, Mayor Fry's statements yesterday. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> well, a lot of factors, a lot of people, a lot of factors influence a decision to relocate. But Sioux Falls uh, puts the word out that it's a, a lovely, lovely place. And they... Uh, they uh, want you to consider the future and maybe your expansion or relocation, uh, short commutes, safe streets, quality of life, excellence. Who's going to argue with this? Productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, fewer taxes, higher profits. Uh, I, I got to think people are thinking seriously about this. And 2024 could be the time to make your move to Sioux Falls. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits are pretty good enticements. But you, you check it out for yourself and make your own decision. There's plenty of reading to be done, and you can find uh, virtually everything you need at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. That's one word, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. And they even have an orchestra with which Jeff Dayton played once when Glenn Campbell did a big concert there. Nice. Yeah. So they got all the, you know, they okay. get the arts. Yeah, the perks. The eats. Yes. The whole deal. SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Matthew, do you have Schoonover's telephone number? Um. Yes. Let me just look in here. It's in my... <clears throat> Contents. It is as you say. Where in the hell? I just sent it to you. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> There's going to be a little quiz here, and uh, between Matthew and Joe, I don't know if I told you this, Matt, and I have full faith in you. I appreciate that. He, he's betting that you're going to beat me on something related to wait. an auto body shop. That's 
I can't accept that. I can't wait for it. I can't accept that. Would that knock down my neck scale if I lose to him? Yes. (laughs) I got to think you're right. I think so. All right. Miguel, it's Rook. Are we I'm doing, doing schools when we come so I'm back? Gonna, uh, I'm going to put you on hold here. Yeah, yeah and then, uh, we're going to get to you, my friend. All right, yeah, hang tight. All right, so I'm ready. Okay, let me. And find. Kenny's going to take it right to schools. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I got a I got a request for him too. Let me just find my phone. You think I could ask Noah to take some tires of mine out to uh, an auto dealership? Why don't you save that for when we're off the council and maybe you're talking to Mike at home from your cell phone? I think that's what I'll I think that's what I'll have to Probably, do. Yeah. I don't think I'll bring it up to you on the show. Yeah, yeah. Even though he can hear everything you're saying right now, he's <laughs> right. just sitting there on hold. All right, here we go. Three, two. Well, that didn't work. Try this again. Are we actually recording? No, I just stopped. Uh, right now we are three, two, one. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Uh, Scooney on the phone. It's Positive Thursday. That's why he's here. Brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. They're up there in leafy, lovable Shoreview, 1060 County E. Just really cool. You can actually see them from Lexington, just east of Lexington. Anything you need related to that ride can be had at Schoonover's. Hiya, Mike. How you doing? Hey, Kenny. Hey, fellas. How are we doing today? Hi, Scooby. Uh, Joe's the same. He's grumpy. No, I'm making not, us I'm all not feel at all. bad. <clears throat> not at all. I'm, not, I'm the one going to the golf show tomorrow. You're not. Um, yeah, something came up, something personal. Uh, Mike, I want you to help settle something here. I'm going to create a scenario, and uh, we're going to call in you the expert. Here's the scenario. Me and Matthew and Joe are in the studio. We're alone right there, just the three of us. I have a heart attack and flop down onto the floor. One of you needs to start CPR. One of you needs to go find out where and then retrieve, if you possibly can, the automated external defibrillator that we have in the building. The first question for the two of you is, where is that located? Joe? Uh, In human resources. Okay, so, so far, Kenny's well on his way to dying. Matthew? (laughs) There's one located in the hallway. Which hallway? Uh, I mean, I could have said hallway. It's down by the lunchroom. Um, okay. 
one of you is going to have to go. dead by the time you get back with that. One of you is going to have to go out in search of that while you're running to get it. You're going to have to call 911. Um, and I'm going to assume that's going to be Joe. Um, I because don't have Matthew, I'm going to put my life in your hands and you're going to have to start CPR. What's, what do you do? CPR. ABC, uh, you open the airway, you check for breathing, and then you do chest compressions to staying alive. Uh, this is where we call in the expert. Uh, Mike Schoonover, am I alive or am I dead? Well, hang on a sec, Kenny. Let's let's uh, let's use that expert term loosely. I am not a medical <laughs> professional, <laughs> right? Okay, uh, but hey, yeah. but you, but but let's clear one thing up first. A heart attack is not the same as sudden cardiac arrest. The good, the way that you can tell the difference is a heart attack is uh, the person's awake, they feel funny, they feel tightness in their chest. And you Don't can talk. do this. I'm going to have all these symptoms now. <laughs> we need to discuss this. This is important. So, but however, sudden cardiac arrest is when they're not talking. They may or may not be breathing. They may be breathing funny. They may be foaming at the mouth or have, you know, some froth at the mouth. Uh, and they might be kind of a, in a convulsive, not an not an aggressive convulsive, but kind of a kind of like flopping like a fish almost. I don't I don't want to be disrespectful, but yeah, you'll know yeah. know the difference. But you can, when somebody's having a heart attack, you can talk to them. And heart, heart attack can lead to a sudden cardiac arrest. So, um, so know the difference. But um, I'm glad you did that because I think that's a that's a good um, rule for everybody to understand of where do you work, where do you teach, where do you play, what, where are you, and where's the AED when you need it? Because you're right, you would. You would you would be um, if somebody's running around the halls trying to find the AED, or worse yet, it's locked up in somebody's office. Um, you know, then then it's not doing anybody any good. But I've okay. seen it hundreds of times, but I can't <clears throat> picture where it is. I know we have them. So I'm talking to Mike. I don't know when it was, and we were talking about this subject, and Mike said something that I have never considered, um, like uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Instead of looking for an exit when Mike walks into a new place, he looks for and tries to find the uh, AID or the AED, excuse me. And I really thought that was interesting and uh, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, because you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, especially these days, you know, 911, you call 911. Help might be 10 or 15 minutes away uh, yeah. or even longer. And you got three minutes to, start, you know, you got to start compressions right away to get blood flowing in the body, which you can keep on doing. I mean, even if you can't find AED, get on your knees and start doing the chest compressions, like Rookie said, to, you know, staying alive or the Darth Vader deal or, you know, that shark song or whatever the heck it is, but just start doing it because uh, that will help keep the blood flowing to the brain and and uh, and hopefully, you know, keep that person alive and, and if, in condition. If you've never used a defibrillator, they are so easy to use. It's just bam, bam, bam. The instructions are right there. They tell you exactly what to do. And I, it, it is smart to take a little a quick training course. We had to take it for the airport, and I was intimidated by those. But now it's just you open it, yeah. and it gives you instructions, and yep. you zap them. Yep. 
That's what that's what brought all this on. I was surprised at how easy they are. And um, I, I just want to reassure Joe: if this in fact happens, you don't have to put your mouth on my mouth. So don't I, worry I about that. I would not do that. Those days are over. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't didn't one of these devices save a life uh, recently in a, in a high school, Mike? Well, not at a high school. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure it has. But uh, the most recent story was up at Anoka Hockey Rink. Uh, a oh, that's right, hockey. Yeah, the rest and. And uh, um, Joe, you remember uh, uh, Brad Maxwell, I do. Uh, former North Star player, I do, who unfortunately passed away last fall from cancer. Right. He and his fellow NHL alumni they raised money to put AEDs in hockey arenas, and that NHL alumni group placed the AED that saved that person's life uh, a couple of weeks ago. So wonderful. You know, tip of the cap to yes. Steve Payne and, and Jack Carlson and, and, and Brad Maxwell and the other NHL alum and all the people that donated money because that saved a life. Wonderful. So if you're a brand new GLer and you're wondering, well, what the hell does this have to do with Schoonover Body Works? Mike also runs an organization called PlayForPatrick.org. Go to that website and you'll see everything explained and you can get in on some of these screenings that Play for Patrick does around our area throughout the year. Meanwhile, if you need any kind of body work or, you know what, anything at all done to your car, you got to go to the official body shop of GL, Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. One of the best shops in the metro. They're on the web, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. You're welcome, fellas. Have a great day. Mike, I'm going to call you later. Sounds good, Joe. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Not enough is said about... His shop. Have you seen the new shop? <laughs> yes. Yeah. As a shop rat, you can't get me out of there it's, once I'm in there. I was in there when I was yeah. getting some tires. Yeah. And I got lost. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, mean, it's I started so... wandering and I didn't know where I was. You know, you it's go into so a place cool. like that and you always think it's going to be oil, greasy. The walls are white. Well, it will be. Give it a chance. Okay. But right now it's brand new. Well, with all the business yeah. he does. The other day, I, I, you know, I might have stumbled onto something, or more accurately, listeners might have directed me to this realization. I was telling you that every time I get the shaming letter from XL, yeah, I, I always yeah. trail my neighbors. I, I'm always in the penalty box, and that, I, I admit, that bothers me. Uh, not urgently, but it bothers me because I spend a lot of time turning off lights. <laughs> I, I'm a, an expert at turning off lights. Well, get this. Here's uh, Doug writing. I heard you talking about your recent letter of shame from XL and how once again you exceeded your energy use compared to your neighbors. Shame on you and don't you feel humiliated. I got my most recent letter of shame and I too need to hang my head in complete humiliation. Exceeded by neighbors' electricity and gas usage again. Ironically, the month they calculated was December, and we weren't even home. We spend our winters in Orange Beach, Alabama. We turn our furnace down to 60, water heater is turned to low, and no lights are on for three months. Not sure what my neighbors are doing to reach the goals set forth by XL. <laughs> Methinks XL sends a letter of shame to all their customers. By the way, my bill for December was pretty low with the warm weather, so I was happy with what I owed, considerably lower than when we were at home. Hmm. Well, what the hell? And Doug, I mean, uh, that's Doug. Scott Mature out in Montana writes, Mayor, maybe some relief for you. 
those shame letters are essentially ass statistics. I am close with all but two neighbors on my block and have several friends in my neighborhood. Everyone's bill looks the same. In other words, everyone shows we are using higher than all of our neighbors. The graphs <laughs> all look the same. What the hell are they doing to me? I've been it's needlessly feeling humiliated. You're getting a form letter, you and all the neighbors. I want, I'm going to ask a couple of the neighbors about their shame letters or, and show them mine. I bet we have the same shaming letter. <laughs> I don't. There's something else I don't get. Go. I, I, While we're at it. Well, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. While we're at it. They're in the business. It, I, I think of this at Halloween when dentists are keep advising kids not to eat candy. Yeah. What the hell? You're in the dental business. Right. That's job security. You know, I mean, it's nice of you, but yeah. they, you brought something up I wanted to bring up. Go so, ahead. so now XL, they're they're in the business of selling me electricity. They want every light on in the house. Why are they telling me to turn them off? Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> What's they, in it for them? Shouldn't they? They're doing the opposite of what they should be doing. They should be sending you a thank you note yes. that says, thank you for your patronage. We appreciate yeah. your business. Why were you high this month, you sap, and we yes. appreciate thank it. You. Stop spending so much money, you From jackass. Costa Rica. Shame, shame, shame. Costa Rica now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even home. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, 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 That really opens my eyes. Both uh, Doug and Scott have opened my eyes. Now I'm going to do an experiment. In the neighborhood, I want to uh, take my uh, shaming letter around the, around the block and knock on every door and say, can I see your shaming letter? Or just write down, jot down the figure that you're at or yeah. whatever, and then just ask them, are you over or under? This is the over or under. Where are you? No, With I'm money. bringing the whole graph, the colored graph that shows me. Clipboard. Yeah, I got deal. the whole thing going. Pencil, I, uh, Pfizer. I want to know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> Because I'm tired of running around turning off lights. Holy <laughs> mackerel. And I haven't even had the, uh, the the garage has a nice gas heater. Uh, but that's hardly been on this year. There's been no need to. Well, this, it's, it stays warm enough in there without having to turn it on. And this is the year to use um, use up natural gas because prices are down. Not according to my shaving letter. <laughs> We mentioned the mayor before and uh, how the mayor might be encouraging some people to maybe pick up and load the truck and head to Sioux Falls. Uh, the mayor apparently met yesterday with the uh, Minneapolis Downtown Council. They held their annual meeting, I believe it was at the convention center. It was a big round stage. He was speaking in the round and he took a swipe at remote work while touting the benefits of downtown Minneapolis. Uh, he was, uh, while proselytizing the benefits of visiting downtown, he set his sights on remote work, saying it ultimately turns you into a loser. Okay. Since the pandemic, many office spaces in downtown Minneapolis have sat empty due to the corporate shift to remote work. That, in turn, has led has had a negative ripple impact on the downtown economy. And Wednesday, Mayor Fry was urging people, it says folks here. I hate the use of the word folks so much. Folks? Oh, yeah, it's We're people. people. I don't know. It bothers me. Well, huh. At least they're not guests. It's what every Democrat politician uses is folks. Folks. Right. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Do it, folks. Uh, never considered it. 
you're insane, but go ahead. I always actually liked it, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) Folks and fellas. It seems fellas and folks. Yep. It seems rural. Right now, crime downtown is down, argued Fry. That is something you can talk about, not just at your tables, but also when you're talking to someone, when you're over in the North Loop or out in the suburbs, that is part of what creates the right perception. Uh, Okay, little guy, I don't know what the hell you're talking about here. Fry and other leaders made a spirited plea to get people back downtown. Come experience the greatness of downtown, said the mayor. Come back to work. Oh, I'm having deep thoughts. Mm. I'm having deep thoughts. Moving to remote work, Mayor Fry joked about the downside of spending too much time at home. I don't know if you saw this study the other day. What this study clearly showed is that when people who have the ability to come downtown but don't, when they stay at home, sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket, fiddling on their laptop, if they do that for a few months, you become a loser. It's a study. (laughs) We're not losers, are we? It's a study. It's an actual study. Somebody studied this. Fray's remarks were met with laughs. When Fox 9 asked for information about the referenced study, well, a reporter asked the question. That's good. A spokesperson for the mayor further clarified that Fry was joking and the study wasn't real. Uh (laughs) We're winners. We're resilient. We're tough. We're strong. We're innovative. The mayor concluded he was leading a pep rally. Uh, We rise to the challenge. We get knocked down seven times and we get back up eight. That is who we are as a city. The council reports that 65% of the downtown workforce has come back in some capacity on a weekly basis with Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday leading the way. I I have, I have deep thoughts. I have deep thoughts about Mm. downtowns. Downtowns, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings will never be the same. They'll never uh, be the same. And, and and the pandemic is only partly the reason. They'll never be the same again for a variety of reasons. Uh, people do work from home. Uh, businesses have moved out. Uh, uh, the, the nature of work has changed. Much can be done via Zoom and computer linking and, and what have you. But really also the deep thinking part is, that the downtowns are no longer the center of anything. They're not the center of, of, of our lifeblood. I mean, it, you know, I'm old enough to know when I was a kid, everybody's dad worked. Uh, in fact, that, that was my answer to people when they said, what does your dad do? He works downtown. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell he did till later. He works downtown. Everybody's dad worked downtown. You had a rush hour. You know, was and it, there was constant bustling, and it was a bustle downtown, and and what it's been replaced. It's been replaced with different sensibilities. It's been replaced by the remote work. It's been replaced by people moving. It's been replaced by safety concerns. It's been replaced by crime. It's been replaced by the conventional and traditional community celebrations that towns once had either don't exist anymore or a sh- or are a shadow of their former selves. And they, in fact, have been getting replaced by uh, traditions and festivals and what have you that are geared to only very specific populations. Mm-hmm. You know, Gay Pride Day and uh, 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 Hmong New Year and uh, fine, fine. But they're, they're, li- they're limited in their scope and they're addressing only certain uh, groups. So 
So when Fry gets up in the on, in the round and does his shtick to get people to move back town, back downtown, uh, he's not taking into account all of the reasons that whole environment has changed. It's just changed. I wish he could have talked to a couple of people like, say, this morning. Let's just talk about this morning's commute. Mm -hmm. Stop and go. Northbound 35W, 46th Street into downtown. Mm -hmm. Southbound 35W, slow and go from the Roseville split, Highway 36, all the way into downtown. Mm -hmm. Both the directions of 394. Nothing but bumpers and brake lights as far as you can see. (laughs) Uh, from the window to the wall between 100 and downtown Minneapolis, eastbound 94, westbound 94, both of them jammed up through the Lowry Hill Tunnel. I'd like him to talk to some of those people. But why it, it, Why then is not downtown bustling? I, I don't yeah, where believe. Where did they go? Right. I don't believe the little lad. I, I just, I don't believe him. Oh, you believe people are working downtown. I do. Based I do on, believe it. Based on traffic patterns. And he's going to insult me because my commute is 100 yards long. Yeah. I've got a couch over that shoulder. <laughs> I've got a bathroom and a kitchen over there. Well, Target uh, just fell off. the. They were the number, used to be the number one employer of people downtown. They just got knocked off by, I forget who. But they're no Yeah, longer. and that's another thing. Did he address crime rates, either dropping or going down? Did he address the rising crime rates on the public transportation? Bet he didn't. Now, was he joking or not joking when he said working at home turns you into a loser? You know what? I love the stinky cat blanket line, and I wish I would have thought of that (laughs) myself. And, yeah, obviously he was joking, but, you know. But he ain't funny. It's not doing him any favors. Well, that, that was my that was my take. He's just not funny. He's yeah. just a white shoe lawyer, about four feet tall, and he's <laughs> trying to run a city and he's trying to grow a porn stash, failing miserably. Right, the stash. <laughs> See where the council vetoed his uh, his veto. Or overrode, yeah, yeah, I did. And did you see what's going on over in St. Paul in that regard? Yeah, we we've got activists who attend city council meetings worried about a ceasefire in Israel. What I can't believe is your activist council is saying, "Nah, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that." That was surprising to me. Yeah, it's we we live in strange times. We really do. We really live in strange times, and uh, I, I predict the mayor will not suffer a lot of uh, feedback based on this BS that he was saying. He that's his job is to get people downtown, and you know I got to say, if you're sitting at home on a couch with a cat blanket, a smelly, <laughs> smelly cat, and you're wearing your pajamas, stinky. You 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 aren't a winner. I think it. This, that it, I don't know if you're a loser, but you're not a winner. This is the first time this week that I've really, really missed Reavers because this is this topic is so triggering for him. All we have to do is sit back and let him bitch. He will for be about ten minutes. He will be yeah, outraged. Be outraged. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been so angry at this one. For sure. Well, I work downtown. I, I can tell you. I <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Well, I commute this yeah. morning was an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, nobody asked you to live in Iowa, pal. You know, right. there's homes for sale well, now, in the Twin now, Cities. Now we're arguing with Chris, and he's not, he's not even here. <laughs> Can't even defend himself. Let's go take a break and come back with Johnny. Excellent, because I want to talk to you business owners about Zero Res. Protect your employees and your customers 
by getting your business zero resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. For those of you who are homeowners, your carpet needs to be done as well. And it's February. This is the month of love. And I'm sure you don't really love your car, but maybe just a strong like. But Zero Res is going to spread the love to you with your home with their Love Your Rug special. Zero Res has got over 17,000 Google reviews, 4.9 rating. That's huge. And right now, you can get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway. Now, your air ducts this month take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call them. Easy number to remember, 9520-RES, or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the rookie Love Your Rug special. Again, 9520-RES or online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and ask for the rookie Love Your Rug special. Tell them I sent you, won't you? Zero Res. All right, I'm going to plug Reavers in here for Hofferman. That's 47. Uh. What did you guys think of the uh, the mother of the Detroit school shooter found guilty? Well... From what I'm hearing, she was the the world's worst mom. Both parents were pretty bad, I'm hearing. And now the dad will be on trial. Yeah. And presumably he'll also be found yeah. guilty. So the entire family will be in jail. And it, it sounds like they did nothing to help this kid. Well, when evidently I heard he asked for help. Yes. I've got a great email from a guy in Iowa who writes as frequently, Don Heidemann. Uh, he's got a really great point. I'm going to have to get to that after John's news. Really a great point. Kenny, do you want to do seafoam on the way back here? Um. Yeah, sure. Okay. Rook, do you want me to break during news? Yes. Yes, please. You can throw it. You can throw it to me. Gotcha. Um, okay, that's 49. Let's just get started here. You'll learn more. Hang on. I got it. There we go. You got her? Yeah. Hang on a sec. I got to redo that. Delete. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. It's almost like there's too much miracle in each can of seafoam. Rarely can one product make such a vital difference in so many different kind of engines from big giant diesel motors to little two-stroke string trimmers, uh, uh, lawn mowers, motorbikes, uh, snow machines. It cleans and lubricates. It, it, it really helps your vital critical engine parts. It stabilizes fuel. It preserves ignition vapors. That, that means simply your car starts a lot better. Uh, and it doesn't matter, car, dump truck, uh, put in a gulp on the regular or put in a can every six months. It, 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 it really works. Um, the benefits of Seafoam's preventive maintenance, 
makes a big difference on your pocketbook, too. You're spending a lot less at the mechanic. A real vital difference in the performance of all of our cylinders. You can find the stuff everywhere. Fine automotive chemicals are so uh, sold. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's Seafoam and it's John Height with the news. Well, thank you very much, Kenny. This news yeah. is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Investigators continue to work on finding the cause of that fire that leveled the historic Lutzen Lodge after flames tore through the structure early Tuesday morning on the shores of Lake Superior. The Department of Public Safety State Fire Marshal released details yesterday on the most recent Lutzen Lodge inspection that happened last summer. That inspection, which happened July 6th, 2023, reportedly found seven violations, four of which were repaired by the owner before the fire broke out. Officials say it's too early in the investigation to figure out if the three outstanding violations played any role in the fire. There were no guests at the lodge at the time of the fire, according to uh, can officials. Can I, I jump in? I'm sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. you, but I, yeah. this is really bothering me. Was there nobody in the lodge because it was closed? And they were staying at maybe the, the outer cabins. That has not been addressed. That's a miracle that nobody was staying in the, the lodge. I have nothing to say. Okay. But isn't that, don't you find that peculiar? I find it, uh, I'm grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm um, extremely peculiar. Matthew. Extremely. Oh, thank you. It's it terribly convenient. Convenient. Uh, right. That's the word there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The flames destroyed the lodge, burning it down to the foundation, only the old chimney standing. The resort complex has been in the North Shore community since the late 1880s, with the lodge that burned down being built several decades later. Uh, meanwhile, the owner, Bryce Campbell, in an email to the Star Tribune, uh, denied speculation that he said he saw on social media and among some of the cabin owners that he had anything to do with starting the fire. Campbell has been dogged by allegations in an escalating number of lawsuits for failing to meet financial obligations. He acknowledged yesterday he owes about $150,000 to several people who own cabins and condominiums near the lodge that he managed for rental. Some have sued Campbell, alleging he withheld proceeds from the rentals for many months. A settlement between the state of Minnesota and insulin maker Eli Lilly, that announcement yesterday from Attorney General Keith Ellison, as well as Nicole Smith-Holt, whose son, Alex Smith, died back in 2017 after he was forced to ration his insulin because of high costs. For the next five years in Minnesota, insulin from Eli Lilly will be capped at $35 per month with or without insurance. Also, as part of the settlement, Eli Lilly will donate free insulin to 15 clinics across Minnesota for five years. In 2018, Minnesota was among several states to file a lawsuit against three pharmaceutical companies for overcharging for insulin. In honor of Nicole's son, the Alex Smith Insulin Affordability Act was drafted and passed in the state in 2020. It caps a one-month insulin supply for a copay of $35. There's also a long-term program for a 90-day supply for $50. Bucks. Although lawmakers say the legislation helps hundreds in the state, not everyone has been supportive of it. The three drug companies filed lawsuits against Minnesota, calling Alex's act a violation of the Constitution, alleging the state is taking property from drug companies without paying for it. The Minnesota Department of Health estimates about 160,000 Minnesotans rely on insulin, which is why Minnesota joined the 2018 lawsuit against the major insulin makers. It sounds like a good thing. Yeah. And I don't know a great deal about it, but if insulin's going to keep you alive and you can't afford $400 a month, 
and you die. But isn't this a good thing? Yes. And you put it that way, yes. I don't know a great deal about how it works. A student at Minnetonka High School is brought to the hospital Tuesday after being stabbed with an art tool during a fight. A police like report. A paintbrush? A ruler? <laughs> a, a go away. Go away. Probably a pencil? something that you use for uh, sculpting, don't you think? Something Maybe sharp. Maybe a, oh. a little yeah. scalpel? A police report from the Minnetonka Police Department showed officers responded to the report of a stabbing inside the school just before 2 p.m. I'm not laughing at the story. I'm laughing because when I looked up, all of us were doing this. The roll of tape? Well, I, I don't know what in art class you would have had. The report stated a student was stabbed by another student. The extent of the student's injuries and the weapon the suspect used are unknown at this time. A release from the principal of Minnetonka High School, Jeff Erickson, said the incident happened during period six of the day. Erickson added the incident was an isolated situation, only involved the two students. School staffers intervened immediately while others stayed in the classroom to support students for the rest of the period. The investigation into the incident is continuing uh, i i really is this just a couple of kids horsing around we don't um, know. grab we don't ass know. um was this the kind of stabbing that doesn't even require stitches or were there 20 stitches involved here were there internal stitches was this something that a little super glue and duct tape could take care of i need some answers well it's a school so you're not going to get any yeah no. they won't tell you anything yeah a uh, story you talked about, Joe, uh, Mayor Jacob Fry of Minneapolis getting some backlash on social media for insinuating that people who continue to only work from home are losers. Well, that'd be you and Kenny. It would be we should call know. Chris to see what he has to say on this. Well, no, he doesn't work at home, but you two do. <laughs> yeah. With your well, he can go to hell. cat blanket and your pajama he can, bottoms. He can go straight to. I'm not wearing bottoms. You want to see? No. Well, I'm wearing sweatpants. Whatever. Fourth day this week so yeah, far. You and your Zubas. <laughs> Zubas. Uh, as uh, Joe told us, it happened during a downtown council's annual meeting in Minneapolis. Because it's Fry 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Fry referenced a study he had seen online in the aftermath of the criticism, though he says he was only joking. Fry says the city is resilient and strong and would be even stronger with more people coming to the office. The Minneapolis Downtown Council meeting touted the city's accomplishments at the Armory yesterday. It included data on attendance for events, new business openings, restaurant news, and more. According to council data, 65% of downtown employees come to the office in some capacity each week, with Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays being the most popular in-office days. This guy's a loser. In my defense, I don't think anybody there at corporate wants me back. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm doing fine without you here. Yeah. 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 I like, this, I like yeah. seeing you on TV, but that's yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And it makes like tomorrow will be very festive because I don't get to see you guys much. So it'll be fun. No, and thank you show. for coming, John. Uh, Kenny had something come up. <laughs> you know, a uh, family uh, emergency <laughs> right. situation. Ironically, I will be in Minneapolis. Will you, well, will you require ESST? That's the paid time off bill. New thing they got. Family oh, emergency is the, is the gotcha. key phrase these days. Oh, gotcha. do birthday parties count? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, take a short break here. We'll come back with some national, international news right after we hear from Rook. Yes, Minnesota Masonic Charities 
has got a great scholarship program, and they are telling everybody about it. And if you want to learn more about it, you go to the website, mnmasoniccharities.org, and you will learn about the Selfless Scholar Scholarship. The uh, deadline is February 29th. But this scholarship is so unique because it's not you nominate yourself, you're nominating somebody else, and they're going to split the pot with the winners between who was nominated and the nominator. Are you confused? That's why they have instructions on the website. Don't don't let me tell you all about it. Learn yourself. mnmasoniccharities.org. They have a whole bunch of $5,000 scholarships available. Plus, there's other programs as well. So learn about those, but you can only do it from the website, mnmasoniccharities.org. They are great people. There's no middleman there. There's no government stuff. It's just Minnesota Masonic Charities people helping the young people. It's a great program. So mnmasoniccharities.org. Look on this, click on the scholarship button, and you will be informed. Wonderful, wonderful program. Minnesota mnmasoniccharities.org. They can't all be great ads, can they? I stumbled through that crap. That uh, was fifty-eight. Just make it to the end, Rook. That's yep. all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Zero. Joe, have you had any experience with tire paint, like the stuff you would use to brighten up your white ladder tires? No. I've never been a guy who dresses my tires. I've got a snow flap, and they came from the factory with a logo that was white. It was raised letter logo, white. And uh, I want to dress that back up. So I've got a couple of white paint pens that are specifically made for rubber. Well, then you're on the right track. Well, we'll just see how long they last. It'll look good on the trailer. That's about where it'll end. Well, if that's if it's going to be a trailer queen, you don't have to worry about it. I'll be she will not be a queen. She'll be used. Yeah, you know, occasionally, once a winter. Why not? Well, if you ever get any snow, climate change has pretty much ruined the earth. <laughs> and let's see. Can I didn't I... even hear the rain last night. When oh. did it rain? All night. It was raining this morning. Never heard a sound. It rained an old Andover starting at about, I heard it at two in the morning. And yeah, I must then have slept well. By the time I woke up, I heard it. Maple Grove, Ken? Um, yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. All righty. And let's get rolling. Uh, that's going to be at 60. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Warranties have been the focus of my attention this week with Maple Grove Lock and Safe. It's the third of three constants. Number one, there's always a sale. Number two, you always have to mention you're a GLer to get a little something extra from Rich, the owner. That includes 15% off all quick combination and key vaults. These are the small ones that you can keep right next to your bedside, and they're easy and quick to get into if the uh, situation is needed. But this warranty, 
amazing warranty from Liberty Safes, a five-year lock warranty with additional extended warranty options available. Plus, the bodies, the safe bodies, come with transferable lifetime warranties. Now, that means if a few years down the road you're going to upgrade, you use that as a selling point. That's amazing. Uh, a warranty in place there for the life of the safe. But really what sets them apart is the an event of a fire or an attempted break-in, the warranty includes repairs for your damaged safe, replacing the safe if it's too damaged to be repaired, repaired shipping costs to send that new safe out, even additional installation costs are covered. Liberty will pay to have your old safe removed so you don't have to deal with it. That's pretty amazing. It's amazing sales and service from Liberty Safes. And our guy, Rich, at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he makes it a whole lot better. Stop in, meet and greet Rich, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, every day, all day, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. John, I was sent a picture mm-hmm. March 2nd, 1938, of cars trying to get through the streets of Los Angeles and the water is up to their running boards. So uh, mm-hmm. rain events in Southern California are not unusual. The Supreme Court this morning hearing oral arguments over whether former President Trump is ineligible to be president again and can be kept off the ballot. At the heart of the case, a provision in the 14th Amendment preventing those who, quote, engaged in insurrection from holding office. That amendment was put into effect after the Civil War to prevent Confederate leaders from holding public office. Can I add something uh, about what you just said, Joe? You may. That also includes the nesting grounds for monarch butterflies. What does? this? The, the climate. This is not the first time that the nesting grounds have dried up and made it impossible for monarch butterflies to multiply. No, and they seem to recover that. They seem to recover, and that's not the first time in history. So um, just, you know, arm yourself with the facts before you go into full-blown panic and start sobbing on the floor. (laughs) In Ukraine, Russia, with missile and drone strikes on Kiev and other Ukrainian cities during Wednesday morning's rush hour, killed five people, wounded more than 30, and damaged residential buildings and energy infrastructure. Four people killed when debris from a missile hit an 18-story residential building in Golosyevskyi in that district in the southwest of Kiev, causing a fire and smashing windows. One person killed in Mykoloyev in the south. Speaking what are your of, views, uh, John? Uh, everybody, what are what do you make of Tucker Carlson? Was my next uh, story. Oh, go ahead then, and then I'll ask my question. Okay. Speaking of Russia, former Fox News host Tucker Carlson set to release that controversial interview with Russian President Putin tonight. He announced the sit-down interview, which has already been recorded, would be broadcast at five o'clock our time. Carlson traveled to Moscow for Putin's first interview with a Western media figure since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began in 2022. Carlson, who's heaped praise on Putin and Russia for the past several years, claimed not a single Western journalist had bothered to interview the Russian president. However, the Kremlin slapped down that claim and said Carlson was not correct, as Putin had received numerous requests for interviews, which are denied because Western media, he says, Putin, that is, are too one-sided. Critics point out Carlson's access to Putin is in stark contrast to two other reporters, both U.S. citizens, Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich and Radio Free Europe's Alsu Kromacheyev. Both are in prison right now in Russia on charges related to their reporting work. Here's my question. 
Did Carlson take the interview because it's a, it's quite a coup to get that interview uh, or does he actually place uh, some moral equivalence with Putin that, that should not be there? In other words, what, let me rephrase it. No, that was, that was a good question. The way it is, the way it stands. But if then, Anderson Cooper uh, got an interview with Putin, would, would he have done it? I, I would suggest yes, because it's, it's a coup to say, Hey, I, I'm going to interview this moron in, in Russia. It, did Carlson get the gig because Putin senses that he's a, a lapdog? Mm. I can't answer to why um, his interview request was granted, but it's, it's certainly easy to tell you why he requested an interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to start this new Tucker channel on, right. on, on Twitter, and it's all about business. I think it'll be interesting to see how it's edited, if it is edited, if, if they run the full interview, uh, however they handle. Because in the past, he's shown, remember his comment when the Ukraine-Russia war started? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we on Russia's side? Russia started and, that war. Yeah, well, Carlson Two years ago, coming and, up on a two-year date. And Carlson's mm-hmm. always been on the Putin-slash-Russia side of, of the war. I, I, that's the part I don't understand. Yeah. Which kind of leads you to believe that's why he was granted right. access. Yeah, well, that's kind of what Putin said, or that, you know, they wouldn't grant interviews to other and, uh, people because they felt they were one-sided against them. Well, like you said, the two people that have interviewed him are in prison, right? What if I got a call that said, uh, you you have been chosen. You can go and interview uh, Putin if you want to. We would we wouldn't let you go. <laughs> well, I don't think we I need to work. What what is there to learn? Something came up. What well, is there and, to learn? I, what, I don't I don't place any uh, human uh, moral or ethical integrity in Putin. What and, and, what, what could you trust to do? What could you trust that he is going to say? Right. He's a and former. Listen, highly... to, yeah. And when I listen to Tucker's deal, I don't want to. I, I don't want to spend my time doing that, but I probably should. I have to, How do I know. know what the hell the interpreter's saying? <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah. His, his interview. Show. It will be okay. His interview with Brett was really good. Putin's Putin interview. Um, Tucker's. Tucker's. With Brett Weinstein. Oh. It was really good. I, I got. I know we differ a bit on Brett. All of us. I, I do with you guys anyway. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Brett's. I think he does a really good job at promoting himself, and I think that's what he needs to do now. Which is, yeah. you know, I'm not. Make I'm not buck. saying. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying don't do oh, it. Oh yeah, there's so many saying. different avenues where they're making money on on yeah. on their. Well, that we're speaking. not promoting yeah. us enough. No. <laughs> yeah, you might. I can't. Yeah. I agree. You want to talk to Tucker, Joe? <laughs> what was the gist of the Tucker Brett Weinstein conversation? Uh, it was about that Darien Gap. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Did you happen to see Hillary's remarks on Tucker's interview? Yes, with he's a useful idiot. Yeah, and I'd just like to thank Hillary for giving us Trump. Thanks, Hillary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I and oh boy, I'm sure people yell at me for this, but. 
I can't disagree with her on that comment. I, I just Oh, can't. I can disagree with it. Even if you know what, if she agrees with something I say, you'd I'm say changing the opposite? my opinion. Yeah. I <laughs> I I just a burning loathing that goes deep, deep to my core. Have you seen a doctor? No. Um, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I numerous. hope I hope it just runs. And I, I like Joe, boy, I just, I don't want to, but I, I probably should. Huh? Probably John, should. I'm going to assign you to do it. Oh, you bastard. I, I've got to a lot to, to do. Uh, you have to listen to it, John. I'm very busy, Joe. I got no, you're not. You're something's gonna about to come I up. I got to work on a couple songs. Yeah, something will come up. Something's about to come up. Gotta you go just to have birthday to. birthday party. You yeah. have to <laughs> just approach it like it's propaganda. Is that tonight at six o'clock? It's going to be released. Yeah, five o'clock hour time, apparently. Is he out of the country yet? I, I don't want to see the guy thrown I, see, in Ula. I was wondering about that too. Did he come back? I hope and edit it instead of staying yeah. there. And there's two journalists to... in jail over there. I don't yeah, do anything about that's, that. That's why I say agree or disagree. Well, Let's get him out of there first. See, that's a good right there. How the interview goes? Will he ask him about them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got well, a Wall Street about, Journal guy, Daniel Warsheska or whatever his name Ger is. Gershowitz, I think. Yeah, and then you got another guy. Yeah. Uh, did you do anything to get him out, Tucker? Dennis yeah. Rodman, you know, he's done more for international. <laughs> that was, wasn't he a North North Korea friend? He's North he? Korea's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and will he ask about Navalny and people like that, the Russian yeah. dissident yeah. who's in jail? Well, you know, if, if he does that, great. And he gets straight answer. He won't get a straight answer, but he you know kills his opposition. Yeah, who was, you think he asked him about the warlord? His uh, airplane uh, went down? Remember yeah. That guy? yeah. Buddy. About a year ago. You know what? I'll listen to it. I'll listen yeah. to it. And, and Putin, remember, is a trained highly regarded KGB agent. That's what right. he did. That's what right. he did before he was right. president. So uh, we have a uh, death that makes me very sad. Very sad. Mojo Nixon, the psychobilly oh, musician. No. Yeah. No. Psychobilly oh. musician and great host on Sirius XM's Outlaw Country. Oh. He's, he died. Get how he died. He was on the Outlaw Cruise, the, the Sirius XM Outlaw Country Cruise performed on Tuesday night, partied all night with people on the ship, went to bed and didn't wake up. That's how old? How he, he was 66. Wow. So he, he was a well, hard life. He was a well-known uh, partier, drinker, and yeah. he had the he had this Dang. thing going where his whole, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he his, was... Uh, John, his buddy, yeah. uh, Country Dick Montana, died oh, yeah. on stage in Canada yeah. from the Beat Farmers. Yeah. They were fast and tight. They uh they did a put a band together with Dave Elvin, uh the Vegas something or the other. I have the CD. It's hysterical, uh, really fun. Anyway, uh, Mojo Nixon uh, died, and uh, the statement from the family. He must have a family who also uh, kind of had his attitude about life. It said he died after a blazing show, a raging night, closing down the bar and taking no prisoners. Uh, Nixon, musically best known for celebrity spoofs like Don Henley must die. <laughs> Did they bury him at sea? Elvis is everywhere. No, he died. He piped uh, down. Piped down. Puerto Joe. Rico. Uh, Elvis is everywhere. Was probably his most famous song. Uh, yep. He had lots of other ones. All performed in maximum overdrive on a bed of rockabilly blues and R and B, which earned him a lot of friends in the roots rock community. Great show on Sirius XM. He was the afternoon drive guy on Sirius XM Outlaw Country, uh, and the. Uh, sounder they use for that station, which is Outlaw Country. That's yeah. Mojo. That's is that Mojo? Mojo. Mm. It's Mojo. Outlaw yeah. Country. Mojo ain't rising. And, uh, uh, 
No. Uh, Stooch, uh, our guy, Scott Holter, is who's turned me on to Mojo in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's how I know about him. Yeah, Mojo is 66. Yeah. So afternoons won't be the same on Outlaw Country. Seriously. All right. Thanks, John. Uh-huh. Unless you have more. No, I uh, well, I got plenty more. But Any more no musician deaths? No, that's... <laughs> No more. We've deaths. been mentioning the uh, golf show. It starts tomorrow at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Runs through Sunday. It's a it's a great event. Uh, I hope you took advantage of our earlier offer and got your tickets through the GL Connection. But we'll be there tomorrow from I don't know noonish to one thirty ish. Most of uh, us anyway. Yeah, and I have to leave time to get my uh, buy golf gloves because. Uh, that's the best place to do it, man. They got great deals, great equipment sales. You can take lessons. You can putt with a chance to win a hundred grand. It's the golf show, and uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll see you at the golf show tomorrow. I have an emergency, a, a planned emergency. Uh huh. John, are you going? Or, I mean, are you coming here first? Or are you just going to the convention? No, I'm center? just going to the convention center. And Rookie, you're going right for the airport? Uh, yes. Rook? Yeah. Do you want me to bring that album that we've talked about frequently with your... Yes. Yeah, if you would. Light Rail goes up. nowhere near the convention center, does it? Light Rail does not. No. Um, all right, I got to play uh, this. Uh, have uh, you heard? How do I get in the back lot, Rook? What do I tell him? Are you going to try for the back lot? Hell yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to bring your ID first. Yep. And then they're going to ask you for your phone number. Yep. <clears throat> and Why don't you just say, just... I'll be out of here in 40, 45 minutes. We're yeah. doing the show and splitting. Just get, get a hold of Ross and tell him to take care of it. They're pretty, they're pretty good about it. Well, you should have heard the pack of lies they told him last year when we tried to sneak in there. <laughs> See? I've never heard so much BS in my whole life. All right, hang on. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. Everybody's coming across as dead beat and tired. Let's shake it up here. Everybody falling asleep? No. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm getting sick. You are? I think so. I feel really awful. Yeah, I started. No, I'm hit. glad you're not in this room. I started to go downhill Friday, and I just started feeling better this morning. Yesterday, I don't think I left my house. No, I went to get orange juice. Oh, you did? Yeah, you left your house. Yep, I did. That means you left your house. Is he here yet? Who? Pat. I don't think or was so. Was it you that turned the light on? Me, that was Joe. Are right, you ready? No. You just a minute. There he is. Yo, what's up? Did the uh, were the granddaughters happy? Very. <laughs> We've got a Sunday when she came on the field. Oh, they were smooching. <laughs> were there comments about her outfit? I can't remember, Chris. I, I bet there were. Her hair. You know what? I bet there were. Put her lipstick. Yeah, she's always got the Cupid doll thing going. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. North American Banking Company. It's banking done differently, and it's Reavers. I decided to make the switch, oh, let's see, about a year ago now. 
And I think you should give them a shot because, listen, they've been around since 1998. And when they first opened back then, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, well, that has not. Listen, they have six locations to serve you. Mine's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send these out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They understand there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, like I was, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. It's banking done differently. Check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com to learn more. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Under the department of a great point being made. It's uh, Don Heidemann from Iowa. Uh, you guys have uh, seen the uh, the mother of the Detroit school shooter, Ethan Crumbly. The uh, mother, Jennifer Crumbly, has been found guilty of four counts of murder. She's sharing responsibility for the behavior of her kid, Right. Mm-hmm. Have you anybody, staff, anyone, yeah. is anyone aware mm-hmm. of this story? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then the father is also coming to trial. Presumably Wait, he'll be found guilty. And so the entire family will be in jail. Joe, I'm not sure if you saw the news regarding Jennifer Crumbly. Well, of course I did. Uh, Ethan Crumbly pled guilty to four counts of murder for the school shooting north of Detroit. And now his mother, Jennifer, has been convicted of manslaughter. His father is coming to trial soon on similar charges. I think I can look at this two ways, either as a ray of hope or as another example of different rules and laws for different people. From a ray of hope standpoint, this is a clear acknowledgement that parenting is an important job that every mother and father needs to take seriously. The level of love, effort, and care has a direct impact on many aspects of the child's life, from personal responsibility to education to how they treat authority figures, meaning law enforcement, to how they treat people in everyday interactions. Part of me says if you shirk your responsibilities as a parent, you should bear some of the consequences. I would say, uh, speaking for myself, that not a part of me says that. All of me says that. On the other side of the coin, I could highlight that this is simply another example of treating minorities as less than. When was the last time you saw an absent father of a young inner city youth that has been convicted of a horrible crime be brought up on manslaughter charges or be held in any way responsible for not providing the time and effort to raise a well-brought-up citizen? In far too many instances, the youth is not held responsible for their actions, let alone an absent parent. Is a youth shooting another youth on the street any less horrible than a youth shooting another youth in school? Personally, I find both cases to be despicable, but for some reason, society can either justify or simply ignore a gangbanger shooting. It's a distinction without a difference in my eyes. 
I do think parenting responsibilities are important and downplayed in far too many instances when youth go astray. Holding parents accountable for their inattention to their offspring is a discussion worth having, and I would appreciate hearing your thoughts on it. Uh, Don, I could not agree with you more. I have never seen a case where a parent of a, of a gangbanger who killed a fellow rival on the street has ever gone to court. Uh, if Good that's point. happened, I don't know of it. Good point. The, the only thing I would wonder about there is it sounds like he wants the absent fathers to be held accountable, which I, I don't know how you do that. Wouldn't you have to hold a parent responsible who's in the house? With that well, child, well, that sure puts the burden on the mother. But I think I could go and find the absent father. I think that would. I think that's relevatory. I think that might turn around absent fathership. Hmm. It one can't. Would hope. It, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, one would hope. But you're some kid on the street, and you shoot another kid on the street. Haul the parents in too. Never happens. And it had happened in the Detroit case, and I'm grateful that it did. Well, Matthew Clearly, is, these parents are culpable. Clearly, they are. Matthew has told us numerous stories about his uh, teacher. Um, I don't know how we describe her, but she uh, deals with these little kids that are just foul and awful and just rotten human beings. And it obviously, all of it comes from their upbringing. Correct, Matt? Uh, it's the environment, yeah. There, there's just there's no rules, and it really. Right, and she's a teacher and sees this on a daily basis. Right, right. There's there's almost zero involvement, and it's sad. But maybe maybe there would become a new emphasis on involvement if you thought you were going to be found that's, guilty. I, that's uh, locks are for law-abiding citizens that's one of those deals i i don't see that happening. well you're poo-pooing it, it in you well it's a, it's a great idea and i love the idea i just don't see it making a difference well given given the likes of mary moriality it'll never happen right but it should happen is what i'm saying certainly won't be enforced it right. should happen do we need an, yet another law that won't be enforced <laughs> no our friends at Renewal by Anderson bring you this day in history. But get this, uh, this first notice from Dave and who writes your radio show as part of my day for years, only recently discovered your podcast, Good As Ever, heard your ad for window replacement by Anderson. We get flyer ads from them, but have been wary to check them out because we live by Little Falls and wonder if they have good installations way out here. Looking for some personal encouragement from a former radio hero of mine. Thanks, David. Absolutely. Do not hesitate to call Renewal by Apps uh, Anderson. And then listen to this from Thomas uh, from from Tom Lyman of the Traveling Lymans. And we'll get to the this day in history in a moment. A note and endorsement with Renewal by Anderson sponsoring this day in Minnesota history. We couldn't be prouder of having them do this. They've been in business since 1903. I'll help you with the math, 121 years. In our old life before traveling the world, our former home on Lake Minnewashta in Chanhassen had Anderson windows, two styles, prime gliding windows, manufactured from 1940 to 1971, and primed casement windows, manufactured 1932 to 1989. 
Uh, these windows worked wonderfully for many decades, trouble-free, and still in use with the present homeowner. Well, thank you from the Traveling Lymans. It's Renewal uh, by yeah. Anderson. It sounds nice. like somebody wants a taste. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so at all because they ain't getting one. Uh, <laughs> if you need windows or doors replaced in your home, go with a company you can trust like Renewal by Anderson, the best in the business. And that goes for you in Little Falls. They're now at uh, featuring the Acclaim replacement windows. You just don't replace the windows. You upgrade your home in ways that improve everyday life they're custom built to fit perfectly acclaim replacement windows are precision manufactured to within one sixteenth inch of your opening for a weathertight fit without any drafts and it's not just windows it's patio doors and entry doors renewal by anderson has the best products and the best service learn more at renewalbyanderson.com backslash garage logic or call them 651 651- 705-6931 and tell them Garage Logic sent you. And they do bring you this day in Minnesota history uh, from the traveling linemen yeah. who are in Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. They're hobnobbing with the Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. This day. February 8th, and I said that properly. Yes, you did. Thank you. On this day in 1831, old Joe Wheelock was born in Bridgetown. Joseph A. Wheelock. He was born in Bridgetown, Nova Scotia. After moving to St. Paul in 1850, he became involved in the newspaper business and helped found the St. Paul Daily Press in 1861, serving as editor of its successor, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, for 30 years. He was also active in the development of St. Paul's Parks and Boulevards. And I'll bet you Wheelock Parkway was named in his honor. And Wheelock Whitney, I bet. It was. I don't know about Whitney. Oh. Uh, old Joe Wheelock died in 1906. On this day, February 8th, in 1905, the Minnesota Federation of Colored Women's Clubs was organized in St. Paul. Popular at the turn of the century, women's clubs were reform and social welfare organizations. Hmm. Here we get the feeling something was better at some point. Yeah, I, I really do. Did you, what's, what's the date today? Today's Feb 8. Um, I would just like to wish my son a happy 24th birthday. Right. If we did that, if we did that. That's great. He just he on made, this day, he made it birthday, to 1.35 p.m. Yeah. to remember. Happy birthday, kiddo. So if the birthday's today, we'll see you at the golf shore tomorrow. Uh, I've got something going on. At, on this day. Guit du Fevier. On 1916, representing the state of Minnesota, a statue of trader, trader, T-R-A-D-E-R, and Senator Henry Henry M. Rice was unveiled in Statuary Hall in the nation's capital in Washington. Didn't know that. And finally, on this day. This is the 8th of February. That's right. On this day in 1933, two men robbed the Shenandoah Pharmacy on Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis. Police officers Carl A. Johnson and C.E. Bettinger shot 21-year-old Eddie Larson after he fired at them from behind a counter. Hmm. Johnson wounded 19-year-old Fred Samler, who was rifling the cash register. Larson died shortly after arriving at General Hospital, and Samler later admitted that he and Larson had committed several holdups 
earlier that evening. If you mm-hmm. use the term rifling, mm-hmm. then you also use the word folks. And you also use the word <laughs> general hospital. Yes. General yes. hospital. Remember, there used to be just one of everything. There was yeah. the the telephone company. Ma Bell. The electric company. Yeah. Ready Kilowatt. Yep. The general hospital. NSP. Right. And uh, I don't know. We had one school, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. One school. One school. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. We'll see you tomorrow at the Minneapolis Convention Center. For the golf show. You are darn tootin', we will. And I can't wait to see all of you fine folks down there as I frantically search to find out which promo I'm supposed to read here. And it is promo sheet number two. Let's flip to two. Oh, this is town council membership. This is great. Full video, full show audio, including before, after, and during the garage. You're going to eavesdrop on us. How do you do it? Well, it's one just a couple of the great perks of the town council membership. You'll even get your own official member card and a certificate from the mayor himself with invites to exclusive events. Learn more about the town council and become a member at garagelogic.com. And while you're there, visit the online store for great GL stuff. We need a, we need an event. We need a town council event coming up this summer. Let's do this. Yeah. Leroy Jenkins. It does sound like the uh, Lymans are trying to get a little taste of the renewal action. <laughs> oh, so, hey now, Matt, how many um, how many maple groves am I supposed to do in a week? Three? Haven't we done three? Um, you. We did. I did one by mistake on Monday. Then I. Did one yesterday, right? Yeah, let me scroll back. Uh, Kenny, I don't do remember. Two a week. Okay, so all I have to give you then is the C phone. All I need is a C phone. Let me save this thing and then I'll come back to you. Gotcha. Give me a sec. Um, You guys ever enjoy the comedy stylings of Ralphie May, who has passed this veil of tears? Oh, it does yeah. sound like the uh, Lyman. Jenkins. John, are you a Ralphie May fan? I uh, I know of him and have seen him, yes. I'm not, not hugely into him, I confess. Yeah. I'm almost done with Louder Milk. Got like five left. Uh, Sasso's got great timing. I'm sorry. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Those little double takes he does, and then the third line that follows all the time. Just yep. beautiful. <clears throat> and the priest. The, <laughs> the priest is great. Father Mike. Don't remember Father Mike. Father Mike uh, ran the parish where they had the meetings. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, he was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, he was good. (laughs) I really smell good. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Why, Joe? Go down to the creek last night and have a bath. Some kind of new soap. Uh, It's just wonderful. (laughs) Hmm. Well, thanks for that. 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. It's... There's what the ten dollars is for. All right, that's right there. Right there. Right there. You, you just get your money's yep. worth. Yep. I you smell know, good. You know what? There are girls in my family who are wearing number 87 jerseys. Wow. <laughs> and the only good news is that I didn't buy them. Wow. Well, are you sure? Did you watch any of the wild game last night? I did. How how was it? I went to bed before it started. It was all they could do to beat a very bad team two to one. What did I watch the video of uh, Felino's scrap? Didn't seem as impressive as everybody made out to be. I didn't. I don't know if I saw that. A lot of misses. I would like to see those two brothers go at it. That'd be fun. Yeah, but they're brothers. They wouldn't hurt each other. Well, it'd be good show. You know, when the Blackhawks were in the finals, I think in 1961 or 62, that Wirtz would not allow local television to televise the Stanley Cup finals because he, he didn't want to lose the money. So it was, if if you went to a theater in Chicago and paid pay-per-view, you could watch the Stanley Cup games. Wow. Hmm. That seems corrupt. Uh Best uniform in sports. Mm, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. I North can't stars, think of a better one. North Stars. North, oh, stars. North Stars is puke. Oh, what are what are you? You're the enemy. Just puke. What, the enemy. What, what's wrong with you? That, well, they were puke. Puke green. Red wings? Are you, the wings? Are you kidding me? That's a beautiful Nothing's uniform. Nothing's better than the, the Blackhawks. I'm the sorry. island? Oh, oh, give me the... The penguins? Come on. The penguins is that's just flyers. Terrible. You ready, Seafoam? Oh, you're you're so Are you ready for me? <clears throat> no, I gotta record this quick. Turn off their mics. Roland. Rarely can one product make such a difference in so many different kind of engines. Of course, I'm talking fossil fuel engines here and seafoam motor treatment from tiny little two-stroke trees. Uh, are <laughs> Rolling. Rarely can one product make such a vital difference in so many different engines. We're talking fossil fuel engines here, of course, GLers, and seafoam motor treatment. We're from tiny little two-stroke string trimmers all the way up to big old honking quad track tractors. Seafoam motor treatment cleans and lubricates everything, keeps those critical engine parts uh, running toot sweet so your engine, it runs better, it lasts longer, stabilizes fuel, preserves ignition vapors. That means your engine's going to start a lot easier. And if we're talking your car or maybe your daily driver, dump in a gulp on the regular or dump in a whole can every six months. It, you'll reap the benefits. It doesn't matter. Seafoam makes a vital difference in the performance of all of our cylinders. And the best thing yet, it's available everywhere. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Well, Thank you. Was, Kenny. Was awful. awful. Can Kenny hear me? Yeah. Hi, Joe. You sent me you? something... Uh, <laughs> From Elsa Kurt. 
good-looking a woman here who apparently does what a Kamala Harris? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't see it, but um, Reavers and you know, I think I sent it to Rookie too. She does a dead-on. Okay, Kamala I Harris. can't see it because I don't right. have Facebook. Right, you can't. But see if it, I but look it, her up, I bet I can find it, huh? Yeah, and I sent it to the other guys so they could air it on the show. Well, nothing happened with that, did it? Are, so are, should I stop trying? No. I can stop trying. Never stop trying. All right. I'll keep trying. Um, Elsa Kurt, she has her own show. Uh, yeah, from my research, from what I remember, she might be conservative. Sense. She might be Christian, um, but she sure is funny. And she does a killer Kamala. Five words you pronounce wrong two years before your brain starts shutting down. Dementia is now. Okay, ma'am. Uh, big meeting today about AI. Um, okay, well, I am indeed ready um, for that meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> am indeed. <laughs> you do remember what AI stands for, right? Sure, I do. Of course I do. Listen, full stop. Full stop. Anything interesting. She's <laughs> 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 got the laugh. Is an American interest. Okay. Okay. Try again. Um, animal insurance. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, right? Air inspection. Okay. Um, uh, Asian influence. It's not. All right, all right. I need to get out there and talk about. That's super <laughs> funny. You but wake up. The laugh is great. Okay. She's, she's not very yeah. funny. You're right. But the laugh is. Yeah. If it takes a little while. Okay. Uh, listen, open your eyes. Okay. And look at the day. Okay. You gotta look at the day. <laughs> She's <laughs> brilliant. You'll see things in a different way. Okay. Um, listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Okay. Don't stop because it'll soon be here, okay? <laughs> it'll be here better than before. Okay, yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Okay, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> and listen, full stop, it is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's pretty good. Okay, bro. Ready. Here's uh, Maya Rudolph. Is she any you call good? That human rights, China? I call it human wrongs. <laughs> Sundays on TNT. 
It's a picture perfect match made in she got, heaven. She can't Maya do it. No, Senator she's just Kamala doing Harris. She doesn't oh, sound like her. I'm ready. Maya earning an Emmy Award nomination this year for her popular portrayal on SNL. And this morning, as Joe Biden named she can't do it. running mate, right. she's just doing Saturday Night Live. She's not doing an impersonation. I'm also America's cool aunt. <laughs> a fun aunt. I call that a funt. I'm ready. Oops. Trending on Twitter shortly after <laughs> I just did. Miss Rudolph, your country. Uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Yep. Calls people who work at home losers. The mayor of Dalton, Illinois, D-O-L-T-O-N. Wait, um, M-A. Of how? D? The mayor of Dalton, Illinois, D-O-L-T-O-N. I-L-L dot comma. Get it? Period. Comma. Yep, yep. Are you spelling these words correctly? No. Dalton is D-O-L-T-O-N? Yes. Okay. Yep. Has a brilliant scam to keep herself in office. Got it. Minneapolis homeless camps. You capitalize homeless? No. Yep. Are not camps, comma. Got it. They are centers of addiction. Period. Period. John, John Height. I got to write uh, for the council. Oh. oh, aren't you doing a column today, too? No, I'm taking a pass Sunday. Have you ever seen the 1969 documentary called The Racing Scene about James Garner's racing team? No. You should watch it. You would really, really enjoy it. It's a film by Andy Sedaris. Can I um, say it into my microphone? Maybe. Um they followed Garner for a year um, through all sorts of different disciplines. And he had a racing team and he was of course a driver too. And it's really fascinating. Didn't he race at Monaco? I believe so. Yeah. <clears throat> and in the desert. Um, yeah. Was he a great liberal? Yes. I read his autobiography. Yeah. Extremely liberal. I think he was from everybody, Oklahoma. everybody pounding the butts. That he was, he uh, had a hard bypass. He pounded so many butts. You, yeah. he, he said in the book, uh, there's no doubt in his mind, our greatest president ever was Barack Obama in the autobiography. Oh, he was still alive, still though. Alive? Oh, yeah, he was still alive. Yeah, well, he only oh. died what 10 years ago, maybe. 
Remember, we're old guys, remember? Yeah. Well, Rock on. only was started being president in 08. James Garner died in 2014. So he had six How years. Old? 86. That's well, not bad. He also, uh, he had the bad back and everything from doing his own stunts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I uh, said he smoked a joint every morning, made him feel much better. Huh. <laughs> then he followed it up with 20 million cigarettes. All right, uh, Council. See you tomorrow at the golf show. They're the best teleplay I've ever seen. Is that what you'd call a television, a one-hour show, a teleplay? I don't know. I'd call it. A Is the Rockford episode called uh, Malibu Cove with Mariette Hartley. It's hands down the best hour of television I've ever seen about anything. And it's perfect. There's not a there's not one second that's offbeat. Not one I second. Have to admit, I've been trying lately and having a hard time getting through some of them. Well, it's the same old fucking it's, thing. It's the Rocky. same thing. Just just shut up, Rocky. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm done with you. Oh, there's Rocky. many many areas to criticize, but that one Your stupid short bed truck. That one is uh, with Marietta Hartley. You, I think there was something going on there. I think the chemistry was. Well, then they did those ads together. Too real. That they was, did photo ads yeah, together. Yeah, they did Polaroid ads at yeah. Christmas time. Well, you know what that means. Uh, you're leaving? With a half pack of cigarettes and a full tank of gas. Thanks, Council. Yeah. Bye, Kenny. <laughs>